0: Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one.
1: Putting a fucking ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph
2: Phillips. I'm Molly Bay.
1: Today is December 19th, 2019. The season is almost over.
2: I'm so sad. I
1: know. Two more games. We've got the Houston Texans coming up Saturday at 1 p.m. National game. We are the only game on at 1.
2: And it's got playoff implications, not for us, of course, but for the Texans. Does it? It does. They haven't clinched their division. uh, Tennessee is one game behind them. (laughs) And they play next week. So if they lose today, they'll be tied with the Texans and the Texans win. I mean, the Titans. If the Titans win this week, and we beat the Texans, they lose. They'll be tied for top of the division, and then they go and play next week, and that'll decide the division. So it's still very much up in the air. And even if they don't beat the Titans next week, there's still some hope, I think, for a wild card spot. So the AFC is far from settled, and the Texans really need to win this game.
1: A lot of good games next week. A lot of, uh, I
2: hope so. Playoff yeah. Playoff potential. implications. Yeah. yeah.
1: And Dallas and Philadelphia are playing against each other next week. Too. Again. Ugh. Yeah.
2: That makes me so mad. Like, why can't we be in a division <laughs> like that?
1: Well, I think we are going to be after this year.
2: Yeah. Probably. Hopefully. Uh, the
1: Panthers and the Falcons are going to go through a whole rebuild, I think. So we'll see. All right. Finally,
2: it's not us. We'll be watching from the sidelines. (laughs) (laughs) Sucks to be you. All
1: right. What do you got for the Texans? What's going on with them?
2: Okay. As I said, they are currently nine and six. So here are their opponents for the season they've won against Jacksonville twice, the Chargers, Atlanta, Kansas City, Oakland, New England, Indianapolis once, and the Titans. They lost to New Orleans, Carolina, Indianapolis. Baltimore and Denver. Right, well. So they lost to good teams, and they beat bad teams and some good teams. I mean, they beat New England. so
1: Yeah, and Kansas City. so
2: Nothing to shake a stick at. The Texans became a franchise in t- 2002, and since they're in the AFC, we don't really see them a whole lot. We have matched up against them four times total, and we've beaten them once.
1: Hmm. Well, let's make it twice.
2: Yeah, exactly. I agree. Of course we'll be seeing Vernon Hargreaves again. <laughs> he is not a starter for them. He gets about forty he had forty-nine percent of the snaps against Tennessee.
1: I think they have him playing the nickel.
2: Okay. So we'll certainly see a little bit of him, but
1: can't see enough of him. I know. I'd that's what I think too. I know.
2: We what game were we watching where somebody fell and Ralph said, oh, that's Vernon. I can tell by his flopping. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it was.
2: <laughs> and it, he doesn't have this, like, Superman dive, and then he, like,
1: He does. He flies. Yeah. Gets his arms going like he's flying. <laughs> he makes it look like he's putting forth effort.
2: Right. Okay, let's go through where we rank and where we compare with them. Scoring offense, we are third, and they are 10th. They ha- They put up 24.4 points a game. Their total offense is seventh, and ours is third. Woohoo! Passing offense, we're first. We're first, baby, and the Texans are eleventh. Which that kind of surprises me that they're not higher with DeAndre Hopkins
1: and Will Fuller.
2: Will Fuller. They're rushing. Our rushing offense, we're tied for twenty seventh. they are seventh.
1: They like to run the ball.
2: Yeah, well, they're not going to do that against us. They put up one hundred thirty point nine yards per game.
1: Yeah, I was looking. Our rush defense, we are the best in the league by far right now. We give up 73.3 yards per game. The second best is the Jets at 88.8 yards per game. Wow. We've only given up 1,026 yards through 14 games. The Jets have given up 1,243.
2: So they've given up 200 more yards than us. Yeah,
1: 223 to be exact.
2: To be exact. That's our closest opponent.
1: Yeah, but we got to watch out with Houston because you know they got Carlos Hyde. They like to run the ball a lot.
2: Really, because I had him in fantasy and he was never that reliable.
1: No, but it's
2: they've got Duke Johnson too.
1: Yes, and they've got what's their quarterback's name?
2: Deshaun Watson.
1: Deshaun Watson. He runs quite. Yeah, a bit. he's
2: a scrambler.
1: We have got to contain him. They do a lot of read option too. Well, not a lot, but they do the read option. Uh, that's not going to be an issue with us because we are such a disciplined unit. On our defensive line, we just do not fall for stuff like that. And Shaq Barrett is just actually fantastic at it. Uh, If you watch one of the video, the last video I did, I actually kind of broke down a read option play and how he watched the ball the whole time. It was really, really good stuff.
2: Is that the one where they fumbled it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember that one. We are fourth in first downs per game, and the Texans are fifth. So we're pretty even there. This one surprises me. On our third down percentage, we're 13th. Really? Yeah. We get 41.7% of our third downs.
1: That does surprise me. I know. Seems like we are dang good at third downs. Uh,
2: Yeah, I I thought so too. And the Texans are fourth in that stat. So pretty Hmm. good. In sacks per pass attempt allowed, we are 21st, which I think is better. I think a few weeks ago when we looked at these stats, we were at, like, allowing 8%, and now we're down to 7.71%. So we've improved in that metric. They are 24th. So we're 21st, they're 24th. Pretty even there. Red zone touchdown percentage, we are 8th, and they are tied for 5th. So they're good in the red zone. I would hope so with DeAndre Hopkins. Scoring defense, which is the amount of points your defense gives up per game, we are tied for 30th at 28.4 points per game. Their defense is 19th. Hmm. So they allowed 23.6 points per game.
1: We've actually moved up. We were last in scoring defense for a long time. Yeah, we've
2: improved. In total defense, we're ranked 15th. Hmm. They are ranked 28th.
1: That's yards per game.
2: Yards per game. Passing defense were 30th. They are 28th. Hmm. So, not yeah, much better than that.
1: We moved up in passing defense too. We were last.
2: Right. Yeah. In rushing defense, we are first and they are 19th. Hmm. But I don't think that's really going to matter because we're not focused on the run as much.
1: Yeah, well, We might be a little bit Saturday.
2: Oh, that's true. Losing all our receivers. Yeah. First First downs allowed per game, we are 17th and they are 25th. Third down percentage allowed, we are fifth. That's good. Yeah, 34.4% of third downs we allow. And they are 32nd, so dead last.
1: Hmm. <laughs> so, so
2: maybe we our offense can get its average up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sacks per pass attempt, we are 24th, and they are 28th. Huh. And then red zone touchdown percent allowed, we are 16th, and they are 32nd. So if we get into the end zone, we're pro- or into the red zone, we're probably gonna make it. Yeah. Turnover margin, we're tied for twenty seventh, and they are tied for seventeenth.
1: We have a negative eight turnover margin, they have a negative two.
2: So statistically, you know, their defense is pretty vulnerable, it seems like.
1: <clears throat> Especially their secondary.
2: Yeah. What what game were we oh we were watching Denver.
1: Yeah, the Denver game. And their tight ends just ate the Texans alive. I would love to see. This is the game. I want to see us utilize our tight ends. You know, get all three of our good tight ends out there.
2: No, well, Tanner Hudson's not playing.
1: Oh, he's not? No. Oh, man. All right, well, get our two good tight ends. (laughs) Two
2: good tight ends.
1: (laughs) Get them involved in the game.
2: Yeah, Tanner's still in the concussion protocol.
1: We got a lot of guys out. I know. Injury bug hit us at the end of the season.
2: Well, you know, if it's going to hit you, this is the best time to do it, especially once you're out of the playoffs. Yeah, when you're out
1: of the playoffs. So
2: we had to make some roster moves because of all these injuries, so let me go through them real quick. We signed Spencer Snell to the active roster from the practice squad. We signed defensive back Herb Miller to the practice squad. Took Spencer's spot. Mike Evans went on IR. Jordan Whitehead went on IR. We signed tight end Cody McElroy to the active roster from the practice squad. And then we also signed wide receiver Jaden Mickens to the practice squad. So that was just in the last two days we made all those moves. Wow. And then, of course, I think it was Monday, we signed Cyril Grayson, Cyril. wide receiver. Cyril. Cyril. Cyril.
1: That sucks not having Jordan Whitehead because, like I said, man, that guy brings a lot of energy to this football team. He His stats aren't the best in the world, but... He brings that immeasurables. Yeah. yeah. He's just got so much energy. And he's out there pumping everybody up. And, you know, when somebody makes a play, he's over there bouncing around and congratulating them. You need that kind of energy on the team.
2: Well, and he's so aggressive, too. And that's what mm. I noticed when we watched the Denver game is that they were just beating the crap out of they were, the Texans. They were
1: very physical. Yeah. Yeah, we need to be physical because they, they just beat the mess out of the Texans. I know.
2: And they ran the score up. It was like 34 to 3 or something. And the Texans ended up coming back, but the score ended up, I can't remember the exact score. It was like 32 to 24, somewhere around there. And 34, 24. It
1: wasn't that close. I
2: but mean, I mean, it, they were it wasn't able. It was as close
1: to, as a score shift.
2: Right, exactly. It was the Texans playing from behind. The whole second half, trying to catch up, and they ran out of clock.
1: Yeah, without Jordan Whitehead in the game, uh, it's going to be a little bit more difficult for us. Uh, we do lead the league in passes defensed.
2: T- Ooh, I have stats on the top five defensive backs and uh, c- for completion percentage. Or it's here it is: the force incompletion percentage. And guess who tops that list by like a long margin, wide margin. Jamel Dean, forces and completions on 32.6%.
1: That's incredible.
2: I know, isn't it?
1: But this is pro football focus that you've got these stats from, so take it with a grain of salt. Well. I'll, ta- like, I'll take it, though. Yeah. Uh, Carlton Davis is fourth on he's the list. He's fourth,
2: 21.1%. And he popped up on the injury report today.
1: Oh, no. With
2: an ankle injury that he sustained in practice, and he's questionable.
1: Well, no. Yeah, uh, we lead the league in passes defensed with 83. The next closest is the Patriots with 81. Carlton Davis has 18 with 12 games started. Jamal Dean has 16 with only three games started. You
2: know, I was wondering about that. Is it because they're trying to pick on him because he's a rookie and they think, oh, he doesn't have his footing yet?
1: Well, whatever. It's He's knocking balls down.
2: Yeah, no kidding.
1: Jordan Whitehead has nine with 14 games started.
2: I think the highest on the Texans team, it was in Scott Smith's article. I think it was like 13. No, 12. It's uh, their quarterback, Jonathan Joseph, has 12 passes defensed. And he gets a lot of the snaps. I think in the Titans game, he was out there 100% of the time. So he's their starting corner. And he's only got 12 passes defensed with 16 starts. That's crazy. That is crazy. These young bucks. That's
1: only three more than Jordan Whitehead. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not impressed with their secondary at all.
2: No, me neither.
1: Their their defensive line seems pretty good. They run a 3-4, uh, do a lot of man coverage. Uh, there's 57, Brennan Scarlett. He's pretty good. I like him. He's yeah. an outside linebacker for them. Okay. And then, of course, you got Merciless. Got a little Merciless. I don't care if he he sucks. He's just got a badass name.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so he'll be going up against Donovan, probably.
1: Yes. If Is Donovan Smith playing?
2: Uh, he's questionable. Let's get through the injury report really quick. Bo Allen is out. Chris Godwin is out. And Tanner Hudson is out. Carlton Davis, as I said, he was limited Thursday. He's questionable. Ryan Jensen with the elbow. He was limited Tuesday. And then full participant Wednesday and Thursday, so he's questionable but probably going to play. He's tough. Yeah, Donovan – I know. (laughs) Is there really any question that he's not going to play?
1: He went right back on the field. I know. He did not want to come on the field. He
2: was so mad. He was purple. (laughs) Donovan Smith with the ankle and knee. He didn't participate Tuesday and then was limited Wednesday and Thursday, so he's questionable. Jameis was limited – Tuesday and Wednesday with his right thumb and a knee injury, but a full participant on Thursday. So he's questionable. And the rest of these guys show up on the injury report, but they don't have an injury designation for the game. So DeMar Dotson, he didn't participate Tuesday. That was not injury related. He did practice Wednesday and Thursday. Matt Gay had a right groin injury. He was limited Tuesday and Wednesday but practiced fully on Thursday. Anthony Nelson with his hamstring, he's been a full participant all week. JPP with his knee injury, he's been a full participant. And Ndamukong Su, he missed practice Thursday. It was not injury-related, so he'll play.
1: Got that Veterans Day, probably. Veterans Day off.
2: Yeah, probably. So on the Texans' side, outside linebacker Jacob Martin... Didn't practice all week because of a knee injury. He is out. And Benardrick McKinney, inside linebacker, has a concussion. He didn't practice all week. He is out. Jaleel Ade, safety, has an Achilles injury. He was limited Tuesday. I mean, didn't practice Tuesday. was limited Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday, so he's questionable. Will Fuller has a hamstring injury. He was limited all week and is questionable. Hmm. Carlos Hyde. I can't even read that. The font's so small. I don't know what kind of injury it is. But he was limited Tuesday, didn't practice Wednesday, then returned in a limited capacity on Thursday. So he is questionable. Running back to Juan Jones. Has a hamstring. He was limited all week and is questionable. Brennan Scarlett. Is that the guy you just said? Yes. Outside linebacker. He's got an Achilles and shoulder injury. He was limited all week and is questionable. Darren Fells, tight end. He's got a hand injury. He was limited Tuesday and Wednesday and then full participant on Thursday. And then DeAndre Hopkins got sick on Wednesday and missed practice, but Thursday he returned and was a full participant.
1: am I a a bad person if I say, gosh darn it.
2: <laughs> um, we're all thinking it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've got some weapons. And Deshaun Watson, I think, is really similar to Jameis.
1: He runs better than Jameis.
2: He does. And I think he's only got like eleven interceptions on the season.
1: Then <laughs> he's not similar to Jameis. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, he's got the arm that Jameis has. And the receivers too. Did you know Jameis is ranked the number one quarterback? He's got the most yards this yeah. season. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah,
1: by awesome. quite a bit. But like two, hundred and fifty almost, two hundred and fifty yards. Yeah. Dak Prescott's second.
2: Deshaun Watson is seventh. I mean, Deshaun Watson's going to have to keep up with us. I just don't see their defense no, they're
1: not being gonna...
2: effective enough against Jameis to no. throw his game off, have him make mistakes. And so, I mean, they're going to have to spend the whole time chasing us
1: yeah, if, in if, points. Yeah, if good Jameis shows up, if Jekyll Jameis shows up, <laughs> then... Yeah, you know, this could be a disaster. Do
2: you think he could regress? Oh yeah. This is James
1: Winston we're talking about here.
2: But this game and this game in particular. You never know with him.
1: Uh, you know, he's had some a string of great games here, the last two in particular. Yeah. Time for him to regress to his mean, which means throwing five interceptions, fumbling a couple times.
2: I just don't think that's gonna happen.
1: I hope it doesn't happen.
2: No, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth. I mean, our defense could put a hurting on Deshaun Watson and that offense, just like oh, yeah. they, Denver did. They
1: haven't faced a defensive line like ours. They are going to be able to run it. They're not going to be able to do in their, their trick plays, the read option. We're going to contain number 10. That's I mean, number four, that's going to be a, a big thing is containing him because I think he's not going to have his passing opportunities he's been getting You because know, our guys are sticking the receivers like glue.
2: Of course, there's going to be some. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't completely eliminate Deshaun Watson or Will Fuller.
1: The big thing with those two is tackling them after the catch. Yeah. They're big, big, big in yards after the catch. I don't know this statistically, but just from what I've watched, you know, those guys get the ball, they're gone Yeah. if you don't tackle them. Very squirrely. Uh, we've got to watch that read option with number four, though. He's, he's very good at that. And you know, when he gets that outside edge, he's got – a turbo boost to him. Uh, their offensive line, uh, their left guard, 74, Max Sharping, he's a rookie. He's not that great from what I've seen. Now, I haven't watched all their games. I've just watched a few, you know, a little bit of uh, coaches' film and everything. Uh, he should be easy pickings, especially for Vita Vea. I think Vea is just going to toss him around. They're going to have to put a, <laughs> the center. is going to have to watch uh, Vita Veya up against Max Sharping, and that's going to leave Adama Kangasu one-on-one a lot. So that's never good for an offensive line. Uh, 77 the right, tackle Chris Clark. He's not that great either. JPP and both Shaq Barrett, I think, are going to be able to really eat him alive. He's going to have some serious issues. I think we're going to see him on the ground a lot. Oh,
2: God. <laughs> and don't forget about Carl Nassim. He'll be there, too.
1: That's right. And Golston should be playing a lot again because Bo Allen's out. Right. So hopefully Golston will have a good game like he did last week. Uh, they do run a lot. It seems like for every game I've seen, almost their first series is almost exclusively running. You know, well,
2: that should be good for us because we can stuff it.
1: Yeah, I don't know if they'll do that against us. I mean, but it's, it seems to be their mo. They come out running. You know, they run it five, six times. Then they'll maybe pass it. And, but like you said, they, they're not going to go anywhere. I mean, Our run defense is just spectacularly good.
2: We did have trouble with backs like Derrick Henry and Well, that was because of the
1: holding. <laughs> I'm
2: telling you, but like these big, slippery running backs that are really physical. Now it's all relative because it's not. I'm not saying yeah, yeah. they were like impossible to contain, but it's like the ones who are fighting for that yardage and hard to bring down, like the Chris Carson's. But Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson are not those type of runners. I don't think.
1: No, Duke Johnson's kind of a bowling ball. Uh, he he's good with he's good pass catching. He's basically a third down back with him. I think. Gotcha. It's going to be a good game. I agree with you. I think it's going to be close, uh, probably back and forth a bit. It really depends on how Jameis Winston plays. If Jameis Winston plays like he has been playing here recently, we shouldn't have a problem with this game. However, if Jameis Winston comes out and he starts screwing up, we're really going to need our defense to step it up. It's going to be interesting to see – how the wide receivers do? This is going to be the first time all season we haven't had both of our starters.
2: Ah, oh, this is so crazy. Mike
1: Evans and and
2: Godwin and Chris
1: Godwin to start the game. Yeah,
2: and then so Perriman's going to start. Watson mm-hmm. will start.
1: Is Scotty Miller will probably starting?
2: No, he's on IR.
1: Oh, oh, is he?
2: I think so. Did I just read that out? Hold on,
1: I did not. You not weren't hear even it.
2: listening to me. I don't
1: listen to you. <laughs> what would you say?
2: I don't even know if it was. <laughs>
1: you don't even listen to yourself.
2: No, we didn't. No. Hold on. I gotta look this up because I'm pretty sure it might have been earlier in the week. Yes, yeah, yep, sure on two days ago. Yeah. We've oh. forgotten two days. Oh my
1: gosh. So what do we who do we have? I know <laughs> that's
2: what I'm saying. Like we signed these receivers. Oh. We signed Hyman. Yeah, Hyman was brought up from the practice squad.
1: So so it's gonna be Brashard Fairman and Justin Watson is one too. I'm telling you, this is the perfect game to bring out uh Bray, yeah. And OJ Howard and just just game playing around those two.
2: Yeah, I agree. I would love to see it. Yeah, and especially Howard, I don't think has really gotten the opportunity to have a. He's had like one game where he got some yardage, but otherwise, it's been he's been there in there primarily blocking, blocking.
1: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, they need to stop doing that.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: <laughs> it's it's one of the reasons why our run game is not as good as it could be because. OJ Howard is just not that efficient at blocking.
2: So hopefully they will get him involved with the passing game. Breit, too, mm-hmm. who I just love, and him and Jameis really seem to have a good rapport.
1: If you see if you watch that Denver game, Houston uh, Denver Oh my
2: god, they just torched. Oh, Denver the just torched
1: them with those tight Texans ends.
2: Texans defense, that fan. And I had dropped him in fantasy the week before.
1: <laughs> That's how it always happens.
2: And then they went off. I'm really surprised that their defense is not great.
1: Well, they've lost J.J. Watt.
2: Right. He's on IR. They
1: lost Clowney.
2: Yeah. Traded him to Seattle. After they franchise tagged him. Not a very smart move. But Bill O'Brien's making all the personnel decisions because they let the GM go in the offseason and never hired one. That's
1: right. We talked about that during the offseason. Yeah. And you said that they probably wouldn't hire a GM and just let him run it. You were right. Yeah. Well, that sucks about Scotty Miller. Hmm.
2: Yeah, are you rethinking your <laughs> thoughts on this one?
1: No, no. I'm really
2: I, not because I think Jameis last week showed what he could do.
1: Yes, because exactly. Because
2: we, ha- we didn't have Chris Godwin anyway.
1: Right. I mean, Richard Perriman seems to be coming into his own. Yeah. Uh, Justin Watson, I, li- I really like him. Me too. He, I'm eating
2: some crow on that one. Yeah,
1: same here. Well, both of them, Perriman yeah. and Watson, we were talking about why are they even on the team? Yeah. What was that? Was that preseason or first couple of weeks?
2: Yeah, I think. Probably preseason, especially Justin Watson, because I wasn't impressing him last season. And then this season, I'm just kind of like, eh. especially, yeah, especially in the preseason.
1: Barrowman's got this weird thing when the ball comes to him. I don't know what it is, but he just doesn't catch the ball gracefully. He, he puts himself in weird positions and he puts his hands up weird, too. Uh, I hope he corrects that, you know.
2: I don't know, it just might be his playing style. And I think once you get to this point in the professional level, it's kinda like with Jameis, like he is what he is. I don't know yeah. how much you can go about changing them.
1: This is true. So that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, uh this is this is the perfect opportunity to to really highlight our tight ends. Hopefully hopefully the Buccaneers offensive coordinators and stuff had solved the Denver's playbook on how to just stomp. Houston. I know.
2: If you have Game Pass, go watch that game. It was really interesting. They did just beat the crap out of the Texans. They were hitting them hard on both sides of the ball.
1: All right, man, I can't believe Tanner Hudson is out. He's been hurt a lot this year. Uh, we well, still-
2: they've had him inactive, I think, the first few games in the season. Then when all Claire went on IR, I think they started activating him, but we- not really using him that much. Well We've
1: still got Jordan Leggett, too, as a tight yeah. end. He's active.
2: I liked him. Yeah. During the preseason.
1: It's going to be interesting. Uh, Donovan Smith, he'll most likely he'll play.
2: Yeah, I think so, too.
1: If he didn't play, I would probably really be worried.
2: Would you keep Josh Wells in there? Would you start Josh Wells again or give Hawkins or Stinney a chance?
1: Uh, Josh Wells.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. He wasn't that bad.
1: Yeah. I mean, he serviceable.
2: Was. He's a backup. And when you yeah when you're getting your opportunity 16 weeks in the season, 15 weeks...
1: Well, these, these Texans, they come in hard on the edge. You know, these Merciless and that
2: yeah that Yeah, that is guy. Scott Smith's piece on Buccaneers.com. He highlighted the matchup between Donovan and Merciless.
1: Interesting. What did he say? Who's going to win that matchup?
2: Oh, he doesn't make a prediction, but just says... Well, that's keeping it safe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Merciless is their top pass rushing threat with a team high of five and a half sacks and 13 quarterback hits.
1: That's not a whole lot. No,
2: I don't think so either. But, you know. If he wasn't starting, or he was probably starting, right? Pretty sure. Before J.J. Watt got injured.
1: Yeah. Uh, Like Bruce Arians said, it's really hard to gauge these edge rushers by stats like hits and sacks. Because there's a lot more that they contribute, you know. Forcing quarterbacks out of pockets, mm-hmm. uh, making them throw the ball early, things of that nature. Yeah, and, the, and these these two edge rushers, they they really do come hard. So, uh, Donovan Smith, uh, Donovan Smith's gonna have to play good. And Demar i more worried about him going up against that Scarlet guy. Like, Scarlet guy is strong and fast and relentless.
2: You think he'll have trouble?
1: Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> ah. Yeah, I can almost guarantee he's gonna have trouble with that guy. Donovan Smith has this tendency to really step up when he plays up against good pass rushers.
2: Oh, so he rises to the challenge.
1: Yeah, he really does seem to. Like I said, last year when we played Dallas, was that last year? Yeah. DeMarcus Lawrence, and Donovan Smith, man, that was just beautiful. That was a great battle to watch. And Donovan Smith won that one. You know, he 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 held uh, DeMarcus Lawrence to basically nothing that whole game. But, man, they were fighting. That was a really good watch. So, what's your prediction? Give us some numbers.
2: All right. I am going to be a homer, and Bucks are taking this one. (laughs) It's going to be close. Actually, I think we're favored in the odds in this one. I don't really know. Yeah, well, I don't really know how they work, but (laughs) I don't understand betting at all. But there was a plus near the Buccaneers number, so I thought that meant we were favored, right?
1: (laughs) No, it looks like we're... We're underdogs.
2: Okay. Right. I know nothing about betting.
1: Yeah. It's only about three, though, so.
2: In any case, I think we take this one. I think it's close. And I'm going to go with the score will be 32
1: to 29. Ooh, that's close. It
2: is a close one.
1: You know what? That's what I was going to say. Except I no, was it's.
2: Say, I, yeah,
1: I was going to say 32 to 28.
2: Don't copy me.
1: I know. I feel like i got to change it now.
2: <laughs> So what are you picking?
1: Yeah, I'm, right. gonna go, I'm going to go with 32 28.
2: Buccaneers? Of course. (laughs) This is really going to be a test about how far we've come, where we are as a team. Because our win streak is against shitty teams. The good team that we played, we lost to. So here it is. We have an opportunity to face a good team, a playoff caliber team.
1: Well, the Colts were considered a good team.
2: At the time, but now they've just imploded.
1: (laughs) We broke the Colts.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah. That implosion certainly started with us. Uh, maybe not because I think they were on a lose streak too. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Yeah, it, I always like going up against good teams. You know, I think it makes your team better whether you win or lose. Yeah. And it's entertaining to watch. And I've been hearing that everywhere on the ESPN, the NFL Network, all the net. They're, they're like, wow, you know, Tampa Bay is really fun to watch, they, especially Jameis Winston. This is a fun-to-team. I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to hear. <laughs> that's what it's all about. You know, it's, it's this entertainment. Yeah. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, if you want to hang out and listen to Bruce Arian's latest press conference, we'll have it at the end of the podcast, attached at the back end. Anything to add, Molly? Nothing. All right, this is a home game. Let's fill up the stadium. I want to see nothing but red, and not Houston red, Tampa red, in those stands. Let's pack it out, man. Make it, uh, Let's give our team an advantage. Let's do our job as the 12th man.
2: It should, if nothing else, be an exciting game.
1: You know why? Because I want to wear my colors proud this week.
2: I know, right? <laughs> I, don't,
1: I don't want to be walking around and people going, man, you got your butts whooped Saturday.
2: Ain't going to happen. No. Nah. We got this.
1: No, we don't get our butts whooped. We're not the uh, Carolina Panthers. <laughs> All right, until next time.
2: Go Bucks. Rehab. Have- Slowly. Do you, you anticipate that he'll make it back for the, the final game?
0: I would hope so.
1: first with so many new faces in the in the passing game, whether it's two new receivers and the tight end, how much do you do you pull back at all in, in terms of
0: flight? No, ball no, the guys that have been here, you know, you just push, put them in positions you think they can be can do it and uh, and be successful and uh you know, just get Jameis to trust to go through his progressions and his reads and trust who's out there.
1: Matt Gay had kind of been limited with the groin.
0: Everything going forward,
1: feel confident with him being a Yeah, he'd been kick. fine, yeah. Is
0: there still, uh, I mean, even though you're not going to playoffs, is there such a thing as a signature? You've beaten one team, the Rams, that have a winning record. You can't help where really you play after that. But Yeah, I mean. Um, this team's obviously top of the division. This this is one that's in first place in our division, and uh, it would be, yeah. I think it's something you could really build off of. Bruce, you're facing
1: uh, Deshaun Watson probably like the fourth and fifth mobile quarterback you've faced this year how does that help you
0: prepare to play on Saturday? Uh, having faced Reno you know, Russell and a couple others it helps you know to know what you're up against you have to you have to be disciplined but you still have to be aggressive.
1: Along those same lines a lot get lost with their, their running game that's actually pretty good
0: too a call aside and Duke Johnson. Oh yeah they've got they're, they're a very potent running game and, uh, and a lot of speed outside so it's a, it's a heck of an offense to, to try to defend.
1: How, how much do you think Jameis has improved on, on his deep, throwing the deep ball? I mean, you look at the numbers and a lot of what the, the passing yard has been. Yeah, know, from, has
0: from what I've seen on film to this year, tremendously. But is that a matter of uh, what the work he's done with Clyde? Just I, think it, uh, I think it's a ton of that. And then, you know, we throw a lot of full speed, deep balls in practice, yeah. and, and it's not jogging.
2: Between Godwin and Evans, that's like fifty percent of your offense right there alone, mm-hmm. more than fifty percent. I mean, how how do you kind of keep the guys that are out there kind of locked in and focused still on the task at hand despite losing such key contributors?
0: It's just next man up. That's what you always do. And uh, one's man injuries, another man's opportunity, and somebody will shine. As much as those young receivers have to come in here, special teams becomes what they have to help you with. That that's the huge part when you start. Sliding guys out and moving people up the depth chart, who goes to special teams. Some guys' rolls um, they're just doubling up because there's nobody left. First, is punt return simple enough that somebody like Schnell can come in midweek and, and handle dobies? Yeah, he's, he, he did it all, all camp for us and did it in games. So, uh, yeah, that wouldn't be a problem at all.